G'day and welcome to a super fast podcast from Green and Gold Rugby. So fast, I'm not even putting in the intro music, so we're just going to cut straight to it. Uh, joining me, Scott Allen. Hey, mate, how are you? Good, good. Good. Now, look, um, we've just got through, you know, just a couple of hours ago, the British and Irish Lions team. Uh, not a lot of surprises, you know, taking out injuries um, compared to what I think you've been predicting all along. But uh, what were the main what were the main differences from what we've been talking about the last few weeks? I think the two differences from what we were talking about earlier this week were that uh, Alex Corbazero is starting at loose head prop. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him on the bench against the Brumbies, so I mean I had thought that meant that he'd be on the bench for the Test match, but he's got the jump ahead of uh, Marco Vanapula. Uh, I mean that would suggest that the Lions were worried about Vanapula's scrummaging. And I think I think with justification. So they've obviously decided to beef the scrum up a little bit. Um, I, I'm, that that does strengthen their side. Um, Verna Pola is fantastic around the park, so they lose a little bit in you know their their uh, general play, but will gain in scrummaging. And I think the other one was uh, Ben Youngs is on the bench at halfback, and again he started the game against the Brumbies. So you know there's one that. I would have thought anyone starting Tuesday night, um, one probably wasn't going to be in the Test 23, and two did themselves no favours with how they performed. But mm. he's got the jump ahead of Connor Murray. I must say I always thought that would be the case, um, and I was very surprised when I saw him starting on Tuesday night. Um, interestingly, I thought that when Connor Murray came on, he outplayed Youngs on Tuesday night. But yeah, So I think they're probably the two that you know jump out from what, you know, we've been talking about on the podcast and in articles the last couple of weeks. Okay. And so, um, so Corbusero is an interesting one. I haven't seen a lot of him. Um, he's, sorry, which, which side of the scrum is he going to be starting on, did you say? He's the loose head. Okay. So, so you know, he'll be up against Alexander. So um, that's going to be interesting then. I, have they ever, do you, are you aware if they've ever kind of faced off each other before? Um, I can't recall whether Corbusero. No, I don't. Pretty sure Corbusero didn't play in that game Wallabies versus England on the end yeah. of year tour last time. The thing with Corbusero is um, he's a guy. He's a, he's a bigger guy than Vunapola. Um, he relies very much on winning the hit and getting his power through. Okay. Um, the way to combat him is to get lower than him because if you get lower than him and you can actually beat him to the hit well, then he's not very good. You can actually get him off. So the thing with Werner Poller is that, you know, he stayed high and was very slow on the hit. So I, I don't think it was going to matter whether you had, you know, who started really for, at tight head for the Wallabies. They probably could have been able to get the better of him. Corbuzero, you know, Alexander's going to have to get down lower than he gets. Um, otherwise, he's going to be in a real battle. Mm. So, as I said, I think it, it improves the Lions scrum. Okay. And Young's, I mean, you're right, he did look great uh, against the Brumbies, but he had been threatening in the other main games, hadn't he? Yeah, he had. I, mean, I, I thought he's been going very well mm. uh, on tour. As I said, that was why I was surprised he started against the Brumbies. I guess the, uh, there's another couple uh, in there. Jamie Roberts confirmed, which we suspected as out, so Jonathan Davis from Wales takes his place. Um, I mean, the reality for me is that Roberts is a big guy and you know central to their get um, over the game line game plan. 
uh, or Warren Ball, as I heard it called the other day. <laughs> um, but Davis has in, been in much better form than, than Roberts on the tour. And he offers, I think, a little bit more in terms of the versatility and, and they won't just play crash ball. Mm. Uh, he's still a big guy, still 105 kilos, so he's no lightweight who's going to be running at James O'Connor and Christian Lee Lofano. Mm. Um, and the other one is that uh, Sean Maitland is on the bench, so that's the, uh, the token Scott or the Kiwi <laughs> uh, in Scott clothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there was some talk that Simon Zebo would would grab that spot. And Maitland didn't feature in the Brumbies game at all the other night, mm. not on the bench or anything. So I think he was probably, as we talked the other day, being held back just in case um, George North hadn't come good. But what we do know now is that North has come good. Okay. And um, I guess what we were talking about before as well with the Lions is that they'd made a few decisions that looked like they were going for um, uh, you know, mobility. And, you know, obviously with... Uh, Young's the hooker, Tom Young's the hooker over Hibbard seemed to talk about that. Vinopola, we'd thought um, that was also part of that, but as we just talked about, it looks like they're shoring up the, the scrum. Any other indications in there as far as what style of play we can expect out of the Lions, do you think? Uh, I think Tom Croft at six. Yeah. I mean, Croft is not a guy who gets in tight and does a lot of the, the hard yards that you would look at for forwards. He does what I think a six should do, and that is he plays wider. Yeah. So, you know, Dave Dennis has been playing that role pretty well for the, the Waratahs, you know, in the last sort of seven or eight games for the Waratahs. Mm. He's been out wide, which is what a six would do. Um, Scott Higginbotham plays six in that style, and, of course, lots of people criticise him for seagulling. Tom Croft gets the same criticism. People say he's out on the wing, but that's what, you know, that's the way they're playing the six. Mm. I'd reckon that's the way they're probably... Two-thirds of teams play their six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that means that you know, they're looking to get him in the wide channels and, and, and running at our back line. Yeah, jeez, uh, he's got some pace. Oh, he has, um, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he showed it against the Tars, but um, you know, Nick Bishop, uh, he, he, was talking, he showed another clip of him today against France um, where, he, where he, can, you know, he just puts on those afterburners. It's like a winger, isn't it? Yeah, well, if you go back to the Lions series that I did where I, I always thought he would be the six, yeah. I had, you know... I'm sure it'll be the same try that he scored against France, but there's also one he scored in there in, uh, I think, the Premiership semi-final a couple of months ago for Leicester. Yes, yes. And, you know, just amazing skills for a big bloke. So he's going to be running, you know, out in the 13 channel uh, and maybe even wider. Um, So that that indicates that they're going to move the ball out there. If they were going to try and play tight and, you know, and really grind away and work, then you would have thought somebody like uh, Sean O'Brien would have been six. Mm. who's got an amazing work rate in tight. Um, now, he, he hasn't even made the bench, so, no. you know, I think they're looking to play wider. Okay. And so let's then talk about the Wallabies. I mean, I guess it's kind of old news now, although I'm not even sure. Has, the, has it been officially announced? Um, I think we've still got like another half an hour. It's 3.30 on Thursday here. Um, it, has there been yeah. a proper, properly announced squad yet? There's been no press release yet, yeah. um, and the press conference is at four o'clock. But this morning, even the Wallabies Twitter account uh, was saying that the team that was the official team. Right. So, you know, I, I, unless they're going to spring some massive surprise and catch us all out. Well, the one thing is, I haven't seen. Is, has the bench been uh, named though? Well, again, that, that, 
that was on Twitter. It says that that is now the official bench. And, and so, what was the bench? Because I didn't even see that. I saw okay. the I saw the fifteen. So Fienga, um, no. obviously a oh, sorry. Yeah, a yeah. hooker. Yeah. yeah. Sire, not yeah. Anthony. <laughs> that was just, <laughs> sorry. There's been yeah. a shock while you've been out today. Yeah, whoa, hang on, what's been going on? Uh, yeah. James Slipper is listed at 17, which suggests he's covering Loosehead. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he can cover both. Uh, Sakopi Kepu, so there's your front row reserves. Uh, Rob Simmons, so they've gone for an out-and-out lock. Uh, Liam Gill, Nick Phipps, Pat McCabe and Kirtley Beal. Oh, okay, so no, no McManaman. No, no. So it was interesting. I mean, I think the team, if that is the team, unless I said they're having a lend of all of us and we all get caught out and there'll be a lot of people look silly if we've all put that team out. <laughs> they would have burnt a few bridges with some journos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I made notes last night on assuming that was the 23 and I thought, you know, it's a good group of players, but I don't think it's a good team. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's not a good team for two reasons. One, um, it's not balanced, either in the starting team or the bench. And two, there are more selection gambles in there than I've seen in a, a team, particularly from the Wallabies, for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I wrote down last night eight selection gambles. Uh, I've added a ninth now that um, Corbuzero has been added to the Lions squad. I wouldn't go so far as I see Greg Groudon wrote a column a couple of hours ago and his uh, opening statement when he's reviewing the team, what a hodgepodge. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go that far. But if, if you look at the gambles that have been taken, um, there are four that I think you could probably say, oh, well, you know, they won't be such a major thing. And they are Digby Uwani. Now, no matter the fact he's been past fit, he hasn't been training. He's only just come good. You know, there must be some risk with that knee. Mm. Is that worth the gamble? Well, I think it probably is because he's a guy that if he plays well can really influence the game. So it's a gamble, but I think they'll, they'll be all right on that one. Um, Beal, you know, on the bench, we know that's a gamble. Again, is, is it a gamble that's worthwhile? Well, with the injuries, there probably weren't a lot of options. So, and, and again... He can do fantastic things, so probably a gamble worth taking. I say that um, Hooper starting over Gill is a gamble because I think it's going to be absolute trench warfare in the breakdown, and I think you know it would have been great to have Gill's strength there, but again, that's a gamble that you can go either way. So, I, I mean, I don't see that as a, a real critical, and I wouldn't say that any of these are, you're going to point at one of these gambles and say, that's going to cause a major problem. The fourth one I added after Corbuzero was Alexander over Slipper. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't think it mattered yesterday, but with Corbuzero in, you know, I think that's another gamble. But so there's four that I would say aren't, you know, major. The major ones for me are the gamble on Cliff Parlow. Mm-hmm. You know, the knee obviously has been giving trouble. Again, hasn't trained. You know, missed that last Waratahs game before they went into camp. Um. And and is is the gamble worthwhile? I honestly don't think that his impact has been anything like it used to be. Even if you get him back to full form before he had the knee injury, Mm. is it worth the massive risk? Well, he's definitely not going to be an 80-minuter. I mean, you could at least say that. I mean, he's going to be, what, 50 minutes, surely? Yeah, yeah. And look, you know, both he and Yuani could could step off their 
you know, whatever leg it is, and they yeah. could be go down. Um, who's the cover? And, and, and on that bench you named, who's who's his cover then? Well, this I was going to come to this point in a minute. And if you go to replacements, look at Uani first. Yeah. Who's the cover for Uani? If Uani goes off, it's got to be either Beal or McCabe comes on. So um, if it's McCabe, what happens there? Does he go to the wing, which is hardly ideal? He hasn't played wing for a long time. Um, if it's, you know, maybe he goes to where? 13 and Ashley Cooper out to the wing? Well, that's starting to change your whole back line around. Yeah. Um, if it's Beal, what happens then? Beal comes on. Where does, you know, he, he goes to 15, or I suppose he goes on the wing, which is another big gamble. He's not a winger. Mm. Um, if he goes to fullback, where does Barnes go? Maybe he goes, maybe Barnes goes to 10 and Jock goes to the wing. Well, I mean, that, but, that, that's the thing that kind of makes most sense, in a, you know, as far as who's paid where, but it doesn't as far as the team that you're fielding, does it? Yeah, it changes everything. Now, Yuani could, his first run, he could go down. So that's where I, I think that's a, a massive gamble. And the balance between the bench and the team isn't right. The other one, as you say, is Palu. So if Palu goes down, gets a knock on the knee, um, Gill's going to have to come on because mm. you can't bring Simmons on and move a lock out to six. So Gill mm. comes on, Moen goes to eight, and you're going to play two open sides for as long as you have to in the game. Um, that does take away you know, another bigger ball runner. Uh, may help you at the breakdown you then got two open sides having a crack. But again, all of a sudden, your balance is well out of whack. Mm. So, you know, the thing with all these gambles I'm talking about is there are so many of them. If you've got nine gambles, mm. um, getting them all to come off and go your way on one day, that's pretty rare. If mm. You're always going to have three or four, and, you know, and you, you might win three out of four. But, you know, think about the other gambles as well. You've got Jock starting at 10, and Lilo starting at 12. Now, effectively, they are rookies. Mm. Jock's playing his second test ever at number 10 and hasn't played a lot of senior football at 10. And Lilo is having his test debut at 12. You know, either one of them, that's worth a gamble. But put the two of them in together and all of a sudden you, you've doubled up on your gamble there. Mm. And then I come back to uh, another gamble is Israel Folau on the wing. Never started a game of rugby on the wing ever. So you're relying on the fact that he could play wing as a rugby league player. Mm. Again, another gamble. And then the uh, what will become my ninth gamble is Pat McCabe on the bench. Mm. Again, injury cloud, um, hasn't played a lot. As I said, if you had three or four gambles, fair enough, but... Yeah. Um, you know, you know you, well, yeah, just the law of averages, you're going to have two, three, maybe four of these kick off at least, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, and look, let's hope that none of them backfire. Mm. But it's really surprising for a guy that we've known as a very conservative coach with his selections to all of a sudden be, you know, to have so many. I mean, what does that I mean, I guess the, the way that I would read that is that it's, I don't want to say panic stations, but, you know, there's a bit of a worry there that without trying to, you know, unless you, know, unless you let it all spin on red, that there's no way this is going to, you know, that it's, it's not going to work. Yeah, and look... You have to say, were there options? As I said, you know, the, the choice of Yuani, Beal, Hooper over Gill and Alexander over Slipper, you know, yeah, there were options. There's no way of saying which was the right option. Probably there was no option with Yuani and Beal. You had to have them because of injuries. But, 
you know, from my point of view, having Barnes at 10, Lilo at 12, you would have had Barnes experience there to help Lilo, even though he's a great player, you know, he's still making his test debut, that would have given you jock on the wing, you could have moved Falau to fullback, and you, therefore you could have removed, you know, three risks straight away. Mm. And, you know, I'm no fan of Barnes at 10, but if you look at the, who they had in the squad, that would have that would have just added, I think, a bit of stability there. Mm. So, and, you'd, and you'd have to think, so moving to the, that second row or, and back row cover, you'd have to think that they think McManaman's underdone or something because, um, you know, he would, have been, he would have been great cover for both second row and, and six, I would have thought. Yeah, but for me, even if you said McManaman's underdone, surely Kimlin must have been a, 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 yeah. a better option because if you had Kimlin on the bench, you, you must go into that thinking Palu's a risk. Mm. If you had Kimlin on the bench who's playing really well, can cover lock six or eight, more than adequately, he's shown that. Mm. He showed it against the Lions the other day. It's not just super rugby form. He would have offered you the option if Palu goes down with a knock on the knee, say 10 minutes in. Mm. And if that happens, and it, you know, it's got to be a chance, he's not a guy who is, you know, has shown himself to be very resilient, even if he didn't have an injury. If that happens 10 minutes into a game, that is going to totally change the Wallabies' um, makeup. Mm. Yeah, and, and and have Simmons sat there just doesn't give you any flexibility at all. Just doesn't make sense to me. No, and, and, if, and that's, that's unless you thought, unless you thought he was some sort of rampaging force that you kind of want on there as a game breaker, but he's not. <laughs> well, and again, if if you want to take a gamble or you're forced to take a gamble, for mm. example, I mean, and that was even Dave Dennis would have been, I think, a better option than gambling on Palu. But if you had to take a gamble with one of your back rowers. I mean, I would have thought that McMenamin, the form he was in before he stopped playing, and even the second half that he played for the force, he probably could add more. And again, you'd only say he's probably going to last 50 minutes than Palu would for his 50 minutes. Um, you could almost start him at six, put Moen straight to eight, which I think is Moen's more natural position anyway. So looking at that Aussie, the uh, Wallaby team then... Um what does that you know? What do you think that tells us as far as as, as game plan? Assuming, and this isn't always the case, <laughs> but assuming you know that the selection is mirroring that. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about Horn being released to the Tars, and then you know, kind of was a signal of it. And then you know, now that we've got the team, it's obvious um, that he's, he's he's putting in that second playmaker, albeit an inexperienced one, Leila Fano. Uh, you know, do you think that means that they're going to try and get to those wide spaces and the spaces, you know, behind the lines like uh, you highlighted in that uh, analysis video? I would think so. Mm. Uh, I think the other thing that probably points, and this is one where maybe this is trying to reduce some of the risk, is Barnes at 15, you've got a third playmaker. Mm. So if the two inexperienced guys aren't going as well, Barnes can step in, take over, and play a field position game. So a little bit of a contradictory signal there. Lilo at 12 suggests, you know, they want to play a bit more attack. But Barnes at 15, as we know, Barnes, his, you know, his almost default option when playing for the Wallabies is to kick. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a, I'm a little confused as to what's going to happen there. And maybe it is that it gives them a plan A and a plan B. Which is good. Which is good option because you know the the uh, jock and Lilo can have a crack. If that's not working, Barnes can always step in and act as a playmaker. But also he can um, 
play the territory game. Mm. And I, I think you know Barnes, he can play that. He could play that role as long as he can override his kicking tendency. I mean, when you've got a you know um, uh, Oani and you know Falau on either side of you, uh, as far as you know, in uh, counter attack ball. Um, I've seen him play that role a couple of times, you know, if he can look up and see some space and he's got one of those guys running off him, that, that's a pretty potential potent attack uh, combination, isn't it? It is. Have you seen him play that for outside of the Waratahs? Uh, no. I've seen him when he's come on for the Waratahs under Michael Checker's guidance, which is basically don't kick the ball. Mm. And I'll, I'll never forget the first time he came on after one of those injuries, you saw him get the ball, he lifted his foot, I'm going to kick it, and then thought, oh, hang on, that's right, I've got yeah. to run it. <laughs> For the Wallabies, I haven't seen him do that. He, no. The Wallabies, he just seems to have the default option of kick. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I, I think kicking's a very important part, and he can play a big part in that. Mm. But he's, he's better, I think, for the territory kicks. Um, mm. So... Um, so looking at, I mean, I think the the tone that I've taken though, as far as people who've been responding to the, the side, um, has been quite a positive one though. I think people have been excited at least. I mean, and maybe this is a part of the, the risks that you've talked about, but you know, they're excited at the the prospect of what we may see from, um, say, you know, especially I think the the main one is Leila Fano at twelve. Um, I think people are excited as what they may see there. Um, I guess you know it's tinged with a bit of you know every, you know a bit of risk as well. But I guess what they like is that they at least know you know it's not what they would have known they were going to see had it been McCabe. Yeah, and look, I think there could also be some excitement that finally the speculation's over, mm. so we can stop talking about guys like Quaid and, <laughs> and who's going to play ten. We know now, so mm. let's get on with it. But also excitement: the game's only two days away. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm I'm excited for that as well. I want the Wallabies to win. What I, I'm not trying to be negative here, just trying to look at it and say, try and be clinical about this. What does it all mean? Mm. And what, what outcome do you get? And I mean, and the other thing that, you know, I look at with the two teams, um, as I say, good team, they're all good players. Uh, and guys like James O'Connor and Christian Leofana, they could just have a magnificent game and they could rip the, the place apart. Mm. That could happen. The gambles don't all have to be negative. Um, but the, I think the other factor is look at the benches of the two. I think the Lions bench is probably a fair bit stronger. Mm. And that's been a factor in each of these games. You know, when they've emptied that bench, um, it's been, you know, and you basically get a whole new forward pack. It's been quite destructive, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think if you look at just the front row, I mean, I think if, if we have to bring Fyinga on for more, I mean, I think that, that sets us back a fair way. Um I think if you've got to bring Kepu on, uh, that sets us back a fair way as well. Um, I think if we've got to bring Slipper on for Robinson, that also sets us back because I think you know Robinson is is such a key for our scrum yeah. on the loose head side. So I mean that that and and look if you have to bring Simmons on, we don't know what we will get. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's you know we we've tended to talk a lot around the back lines and what that means, but. Uh, yeah, the, the the truth is that um, it's going to be, you know, one or lost up front as usual, and that's a pretty mean English uh, English uh, <laughs> Lions pack, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost a Welsh pack. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, all right, that's been a good. We said a bit. This would be a fast one. Um, do we even want to put a prediction on these? 
I mean, I'm not sure I can. Um, oh, I, I answered on Twitter. I gave a prediction earlier. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I sat on the fence. But what I said, and I'll say again, is the heart is saying Wallabies. Mm. I want the Wallabies to win. I'll be in my gold and cheering for them on Saturday night. My head says the Lions are going to win. Yeah. Uh, and my head says the Lions are going to win by more than 10. Sure. I'm, I'm just giving the head, you know, another 24 hours to try and convince... Oh, the, for the heart to convince that <laughs> I, could, I could go with the Wallabies, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that I'm with you on the balance of probabilities of this outcome. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing is I'll put an article up tomorrow morning that you and I talked about where I've looked at the amount of game time everybody's had in the squads. Yeah. And I think the Wallabies are significantly underdone. I think it'll take until the third test before the Wallabies click because they just don't have the combinations. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I don't have a – I can't give a positive outcome on the, the tip for the weekend. <laughs> what about you? What are you going to say? Uh, well, so I'm with – so I, I guess I just said it there in, that, in, a, in a roundabout way, which is that the balance of probabilities is, is not – is against the Wallabies. Um, yeah, neither of us want to say it, do we? No, that's no. the problem. <laughs> but, you know, like they say in Dumb and Dumber, that's still saying there's a chance. Yeah, yeah, I'm all the same. I haven't actually yeah. come out and said it will happen. I'm yeah, saying yeah. it may happen, and yeah. I'm worried it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, I think we're looking for a lot to fall our way, aren't we? And, I, and, I, and I'm not sure that's ever a good position to be in in sport. I think, you know, you'd always like to be in the, well, look, if it runs the way it should, then it will go our way. And if I was a Lions supporter, that's the way I'd be thinking at the moment. Um, yeah. And I think we're in that box of we're hoping for a few, I'm not saying miracles, but we're just hoping for a few balls to bounce our way and injuries and everything else, aren't we? Yeah, but regardless of that, I'll be in gold. I'll be cheering for all 23 and Robbie Deans. Indeed. So, yeah, I'm going to be up there as well. I'm going to be there live. What an occasion. As it gets closer now, you realise just how happy you are, you know, you're getting along um, uh, to see it. Are you, are you going to the game? I am, actually. Awesome. Uh, been a late call-up. Good one. Well, that's good to hear. Um, well, no doubt we'll uh, grab a grab a, a drink after afterwards, whether to celebrate or commiserate. If anyone else who's listening is going to be there, make sure you get in touch and say good day. Um, if I was to guess, we'd probably end up in the Caxton car park as usual. Uh, that's that's salubrious um, of places. Um, but you know, anyway, like you said, mate, go the Wallabies. I'm going to be, you know, almost head to toe in gold as well. Um, fantastic occasion, especially at Suncorp. I said it properly. It's just going to be, you know, packed to the rafters. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, good one, mate. All right, well, everybody, um, you know, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. We'll be back early next week, uh, one way or the other, to talk about what happened on the weekend. Um, and then we've obviously got and we've got the uh, Rebels game uh, on uh, Tuesday night as well. Um, so there'll be at least a podcast next week. Uh, you know, probably, probably two. All right. Thanks, everybody, and enough talk and speculation. Let's get on with it. Go the Wallabies. All right. See ya. See ya.